This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday morning edition of Community Connection. Today we are here with folks um, representing the Veterans Administration. We have Dory Camacho-Torres and Thomas Wynn. And we are going to talk about a couple of different subjects today. Um, first of all, we all know we, we had uh, folks on talking about October being Domestic Violence uh, Prevention and Awareness, Awareness Month. And, you know, we're jumping right into the 1st of November. But this is definitely a topic that we want to make sure we're bringing to the forefront, we're talking about. And so um, Thomas is going to help us understand more about that. Thomas, tell us a little bit about your background before we dive into the topic. Yeah, for sure. So um, I um, am a licensed clinical social worker. Um, when I first kind of started out in the field, I did um, primarily medical social work, but I've kind of had a range of experiences um, here at the VA. I've been with the VA coming um, on five years um, next um, March. And I've done things like, you know, um, homeless outreach. I've done um, like outpatient medical social work. Um, But, you know, a lot of um, what I um, have started in kind of my interest in the field of social work was actually um, sexual assault and domestic violence. So this is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Very happy um, to have you here to talk about it. So just real quick, I know we're not talking about homelessness, but but address that. Uh, I, I think that people can sometimes be skewed to think that that's not real, uh, realistic in our community. But in fact, you, you probably can say different. Yeah. So with veteran homelessness, you know, that is one of the priorities of the VA, right? Addressing and ending veteran homelessness. Um, and I, I think that there could be a lot of different various factors why someone might end, uh, end up in a situation where um, they're homeless. Um, and I think a lot of times, too, there might be structural or systemic barriers, things like affordable housing or even things like um, folks having um, difficulty with like legal background or gaining um, employment where they can live um, independently and sustain that housing. So mm-hmm. um, definitely, you know, especially with um, something like domestic violence or intimate partner violence, um, where oftentimes they don't have, um, they, they've kind of come into maybe an unhealthy relationship where they don't have access to those supports or means um, and find themselves entering the homeless system because they have nowhere else to turn. Good information. Um, and we also, again, have Dory Camacho-Torres with us. Dory, before we jump into too deep into the topics we want to talk about, give us a little bit about your background. Yes, yeah, so um, I am Dory Camacho-Torres. I'm the public affairs officer at uh, VA Ileana Healthcare System. I've been here for about um, 18 months, and it's it's been definitely one of the best opportunities I've had career-wise. This community is amazing. Uh, people are so, um, like the community is very active. It is so, has it's so rich in history, which I really appreciate. Um, so that's my background. I'm, I'm a transplant and loving the area. Okay, thank you for that. Let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to speak with Thomas about the intimate partner violence um, group that he is leading. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Community Connection this morning. We are speaking with folks from the VA Ileana Healthcare System, and we have Thomas Wynn with us. So, Thomas, talk about the inter the Intimate Partner Violence Coalition. Yeah, so um, at the VA, at every VA facility, there is an Intimate Partner Violence Assistance Program. Um, and, you know, I, I think um, especially with uh, the, the government, right, or a lot of federal agencies, there's a lot of different acronyms. So we go by um, IPVAP or, you know, IPV program. Um, and a lot of folks maybe don't have that understanding of what IPV is as opposed to maybe domestic violence or may use it interchangeably. Um, and with um, IPV, really to define it, um, it's um, any violent behavior that's um, not limited to um, like physical or sexual violence, stalking, psychological aggression, any sort of coercive acts um, by a current or former intimate partner. Um, and it can really be on a continuum of frequency, right? Um, it could be one episode or it could last um, for um, a very long time. It could be years for many folks and it um, doesn't require cohabitation. Um, and it could be for folks in heterosexual or same-sex relationships. And really the, the difference between, you know, IPV and domestic violence is, you know, IPV is a form of domestic violence where domestic violence is kind of this overarching like umbrella term, right? It can include IPV, but it could include other sorts of violence um, in the domestic sphere, in the home. So it could be, you know, child abuse, elder abuse, um, you know, between siblings, family members. So, um, you know, at um, the VA, we're really focused on, you know, um, building uh, relationship health and safety for life. So, you know, that is the the theme um, for Domestic Violence Awareness um, Month. Um, and really our goal at the VA is to support folks, whether they are um, experiencing violence in their unhealthy relationship, whether they've identified that um, maybe they're the ones who are maybe using some unhealthy behaviors in their relationship, we want to be able to provide skills for for both folks. Um, and sometimes we acknowledge that, you know, that that violence or those unhealthy behaviors can be bidirectional. It's not just one way, right? So um, the, the IPV program here at the VA is very comprehensive. We serve um, veterans, we serve non-veteran partners, we serve their caregivers, we serve VA staff. Uh, so a lot of different programs um, for folks, um, both on the continuum of folks who use violence and um, folks who are experiencing violence. Do you have weekly meetings or monthly meetings or um, special topics? Um, so in terms of our like program and services, um, we do have like um, a RISE, which is called Recovering from Intimate Partner um, Violence Through Strengths and Empowerment. Um, that is more kind of like a short term, like individual therapy um, sort of intervention. Um, but we do also offer groups like Strength at Home for Veterans or Strength at Home um, kind of like for couples, the, the couples version of that. Um, and for folks who aren't kind of familiar with that, it's for folks who've identified that um, there is like maybe a risk of using violence or aggression, or there just might be a lot of um, unhealthy behaviors in their relationships. So the, those are groups that run for about 12 weeks where they are in an environment 
um, with, you know, other veterans or other couples who may be in a similar situation where they've identified, hey, you know, we've got a problem going on. And it's not really to place blame on anybody. It's to understand that a lot of this is like learned behavior from wherever it might be. Um, and unlearning those behavior, um, it takes a lot of work. Um, and I think, you know, kind of taking that that first step, the courage of identifying it, acknowledging it um, is, is always the hardest. But then to um, open up to working with like um, other folks in our group can be very scary. So, but we have a lot of great feedback in terms of groups like that. So. So Thomas, my mother, I've probably said this 10 times on this show since I've been doing it, but my mother actually worked at the uh, women's shelter, the domestic violence unit there, um, you know, at the old YWCA. And she worked there long enough that she actually saw the grandmother, the mother, and the daughter. So three oh generations gosh. of yeah. women that went through this. So going back to that learned behavior, it's totally a big part of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when we take a look at like the veteran population or veteran families specifically, oftentimes the rate of like domestic violence or intimate partner violence um, can be twice that. So when we take a look at maybe some of the the, the DV rates about um, when we take a look at the general population, it might be about like one in four women and, and one in 10 men. Um, in the veteran population, it, it could be upwards of two um, in four women and five in, in 10 men being reported um, that IPV impacts their relationships. And that could be, you know, due to a lot of things like, you know, trauma due to learned behaviors while they were, you know, in, a, in the military service, um, you know, a lot of family life stress, um, dealing with deployments, moving around. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, we at the VA really um, pride ourselves on understanding some of those um, military family specific issues and want to be able to provide support for that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I can relate again with another situation. My daughter was married to a Marine for 21 years. They're still married, but he just retired. And you're 100% right. The, the stress of deployment for both of them, for both the person deploying and the people left at home, that's huge. And, you know, the sudden responsibility, you've entered into this partnership relationship, and, and now you're singularly handling everything. There can be resentment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot of adjustment, right? When you go through these long periods, you learn how to maybe cope, be independent, deal with all these different stressors. And mm -hmm. then, you know, having, um, you know, maybe a family be reunited. Well, that's definitely a great thing. We love to have our families reunited. But on the other hand, you know, then they're maybe become other stressors, sources of conflict where, you know, if you haven't maybe developed or learned some of those healthy conflict resolution skills, those might be some um, turn into opportunities where um, there might not be so good conflict resolution. So we definitely want to like the theme of or the the goal of our program is um, we operate from a public health model, right? We want to do that um, awareness of course but um education and early intervention we want to intervene before it escalates into a situation where it's really dangerous mm -hmm. so thomas how do you help people unpack this if someone's listening today and they're identifying 
that they may be in this situation or, or you know, about to be in this situation, things are about to escalate. How do you help? Yeah, so I think definitely the, the first step is, um, you know, acknowledging that it, it takes a lot to even like think about that. No one wants to think that they are in an unhealthy relationship or that there are violent behaviors going on in their relationship. So definitely like pat yourself on the back first for acknowledging that and recognizing that. And then, you know, definitely feel free. I like identify, um, you know, those supports where you can reach out um, safely, right? And we always want to prioritize safety um, because oftentimes if you are in an abusive or unhealthy relationship, sometimes um, it might not be safe to talk about what's going on. So um, at the the VA, if folks um, are ready and willing to have that conversation, we take a no wrong door approach. So really any point in which you engage in care at the VA, um, you know, it's we want to make sure that folks feel comfortable disclosing that, hey, you know, I've, I've recognized that there's some unhealthy things going on in my relationship. You know, would it be possible for me to get connected with um, the Relationship Health and Safety Program? So, um, you know, at, at the VA, at our VA, we have um, expanded our screening for intimate partner violence um, to all veterans annually. So hopefully that, um, you know, given that opportunity that folks are feeling comfortable to disclose that information or at least start recognizing that, hey, the VA is a safe place to, to start this conversation um, and maybe get a consult for it or even just folks reaching out directly, you know, to myself to get engaged with, you know, either um, individual or couples services um, just to kind of get them, you know, connected to whatever services they, they, they feel that they need at that moment. Mm -hmm. And Thomas, you know, you're right. At, you know, being able to recognize it and, and admit that something is going on. Um, but secondly, I think people are concerned, you know, I will look weak or I will look less than or I will be embarrassed. I mean, talk about the confidentiality and the, the way you wrap around people. Yeah, so I, I think that's definitely a great point, right? Um, you know, a lot of times when we think about like couples issues or family issues, um, we oftentimes have this idea or maybe this like expectation that like what happens in the home kind of stays within our home, right? Kind of that hush hush. Um, even if something's bad, like we're going to get through it as a family or as as a couple. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely respect that. But then also, you know, if things start to escalate, if there are concerns about your um, you know, emotional, mental, physical, sexual well-being. Um, I think that that at that point, you know, recognizing that it's okay to ask for help. Um, that asking for help, you know, on the contrary, isn't a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength. Um, and for us at um, the VA, we always want to be transparent about. Um, you know, our limits of confidentiality, right? So we always want to prioritize safety. So enhancing safety. So, you know, I always, when I have that conversation with, you know, my um, patients, my clients, um, I'm always upfront, like, hey, you know, this is my role. I'm here to support your relationship and your safety. But, you know, there are some um, concerns that if you mention things like, you know, if there's um, a harm to yourself, harm to others, if there are kiddos or elders um, being harmed, 
um, things like that. Those are things that as a mandated reporter, I do have to report. So, you know, be mindful in our conversation. And, um, you know, I don't ever want to discourage anyone from reporting a safety concern. But I also understand that um, some folks might not be at that point where they're ready to disclose or, or ready to, you know, um, maybe um, it, it might turn into another safety concern for them to disclose, right? So. Right. Um, but we definitely applaud people that recognize it and, and that you need to talk about it. And, you know, Thomas, you all just provide that toolbox. So you may not know how to handle the situation. And again, if it's generational, which most of the time violence in the home is generational, um, you have a, you're, you're providing a toolbox so people can unpack that. So it's a great first step. It's offered here. And we want to make sure that we're accessing those services. Um, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and we'll talk to Dory about this new initiative. And then we'll wrap it up. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the final segment of Community Connection this morning. I've been talking with Thomas Wynn and we've been talking about in intimate partner violence and I could talk with him all day. We could probably do 15 shows on this, Thomas, because it's such a deep subject. But we definitely, the message we want people to hear today is that you all can provide help. Yes, definitely. You know, I, I think that um, folks don't realize that um, your relationship health is a part of your whole health care, right? Um, because, you know, if you are um, experiencing stress in your home and your relationship, um, that might impact your, uh, of course, your your mental well-being, right? But also some of those physical effects. Um, oftentimes, folks who um, might be under that chronic stress are reporting things like, you know, having headaches, GI issues, um, you know, unable to kind of manage some of their healthcare needs. So, you know, that psychosomaticized symptoms. Um, so, um, you know, folks oftentimes don't think about talking with their healthcare provider in regards to um, their relationship or, you know, domestic violence or intimate partner violence. Um, but we, we really want to change that narrative. We're here to support the whole person. Very good. Well, thank you for that. We are going to ask Dory Camacho Torres to come back into the conversation. And Dory, you've made me aware of a new initiative. Tell us about it. Yes, we've launched a new initiative along um, the Danville Area Community College and Vermilion Advantage is an initiative to support our veterans find employment. Um, it is a career fair type of event. It is monthly. The next one is coming up on November 20th. And when veterans um, come to the event, they can expect a couple of things. We have uh, private sector employers. Uh, we have a VA human resources that can help uh, veterans understand if they're eligible for special hiring authorities, what kind of vacancies we have both at VA, um, at, the, at the Danville VA Medical Center, but also in our the rest of our catchment, our, our outpatient clinics. Um, they can take a professional portrait photo. We do have a photographer that would take a professional photo if they need one for LinkedIn or for any other um, situation. Um, and then that will email that photo to them. And then uh, our, our, our partners over at DAC are providing resume, writing assistance, and um, interview assistance. So, you know, if you've been to a couple of interviews, or a veteran been to a couple of interviews, and you think you need a, a little bit of 
polishing those skills, you know, uh, the, the, our partners at DAC are ready to help. So it, it's a two-hour event uh, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Danville VA Medical Center in our special activities room, uh, which is really close to the canteen. So if you follow signs for the canteen and the store, you will, you will find the, the special activities room. So yeah, we launched that initiative in September and we're continuing. And so we've had two events in September and October, and the next one is coming up on November 20th from 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. And Dory, are you seeing any successes from your first two events? Um, we are trying to encourage, we're trying to increase our participation. That's uh, why we're kind of doing the show today and making sure that veterans know that this is an available tool. We, we have had some participation. We, we would like, we believe there's more potential or potential for more participation. Um, and we do have employers from the private sectors that are also trying to hire. So it's kind of a win-win situation. Veterans need employment and the private sector employers need, need employees as well. Um, and as kind of a reminder, we are also very committed to hiring veterans. A third of our workforce is veteran. So we try to make sure that if it's the right fit, we, we get a veteran in the door. Mm-hmm. And again, this is going to happen on November the 20th from 9 to 11, Veterans Ready for the Workplace. And Dory, I, I like how you said, um, you know, there's there's resumes provided. I was thinking about the photos and, you know, you're absolutely right. LinkedIn and different social media contexts um, that are available now, um, that prof- professional photograph is a great way to market themselves as well. Yes, we are excited to provide that service that um, now we have a, a photographer on staff so we can provide that service. I'm really looking forward to making sure veterans, you know, get those the employment that they they that they are looking for. Also, I kind of also tell employers all the time, there's so many benefits to hiring a veteran. You know, we're used to teamwork. We're very disciplined, on time, um, can work in sometimes chaotic situations. You know, we do train, <laughs> train in some uh fast fast-paced environment so it's important to know that it is there's so many benefits to hiring a veteran and so um we're trying to get them hired definitely um so we definitely want veterans who are looking for a job or if they're looking to upgrade a job we definitely want them to participate in the veterans ready for the workplace it will be november 20th from 9 to 11 and dory are you also looking for employers who might be searching for employees um yes they can reach out to us um our partners of Vermillion advantage have been coordinating but i will um they can reach out to us and we'll make the connection because they have provided different employers for every kind of vocation. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll do that connection and can reach out, yeah. Okay, and Dory, if a veteran comes that morning, November 20th, what can they expect at that, at that point? So it is very, it's fair style. So you will see as you come into the, um, to the special activities rooms, you'll see a couple of tables. Um, my staff is usually there kind of welcoming staff. Um, I'm sorry. My staff is there welcoming veterans. Um, and you kind of get a choice of which table you kind of want to visit first. You can do your picture first. Um, or if you want to go talk about special hiring. So we'll kind of ask you what your your expectations are. Are you looking to special hiring for federal government? So we'll route you through like our HR table. Private sector employers are usually identified with their own table cloth. So you know who's here. Um, 
and the DAC table is also identified with their table class, so you know that that's the table for resumes and interviews. So they can expect it to come in and be kind of a fair style with multiple groups uh, or multiple tables. Good information. Thank you again. That veteran ready for the workplace um, employment fair, November 20th, 9 to 11 at the Danville VA. Um, open to veterans. Please come if you're looking for a job or looking to upgrade. See what's offered out there and, you know, kind of get a bunch of things taken care of in one shot. We would also like to thank Thomas Wynn for being with us today. Thomas, in, intimate partner, violence coordinator. Um, if somebody has any questions, is there a number they can call? Um, yes, definitely. They, they are welcome to reach out directly to myself at the VA. Um, I am at 217-554-3258. Or if, um, you know, they just want to get in touch with whoever their health care provider is, um, you know, with us at the VA, we're always willing to, um, you know, get folks to where they need to be, right? Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter if you are um, the the healthcare eligible veteran, if you're also um, the non-veteran partner or, um, you know, a caregiver, you know, someone who's concerned about um, a veteran and their partner, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to provide resources and support. Um, and, you know, I always do want folks to have the um, National Domestic Violence Hotline as well. So I'll, I'll kind of throw it right here. It's 800-799-7233. Um, um, and that is available 24-7. Okay, thank you so much for that. Um, Dory, any last thing before we end the show today? You know, as usual, I have to throw our eligibility number out there. If you're a yes. veteran and you're trying to get connected with healthcare services, if you don't know if you're eligible or if you're eligible or not, we're always willing to discuss your benefits and what you're entitled to. Our eligibility line is number is 217-554-5209. And that number again is 217-554-5209. And we're always happy to serve America's heroes. Okay, thank you both so much for being with us today. I would like to remind everybody we had the American Legion on yesterday and they wanted to be sure that Everyone knows they are having NFL football Sundays starting at 1130 at the American Legion right there on Jackson. Everybody's welcome to come watch the game, eat some snacks and cheer on their favorite team. And of course, one of our favorite teams, the Danville VA Ileana uh, Health Care System. We appreciate you all. Thank you for being here today. Audience will be back in the morning with another show. Until then, have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.